we go. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> well, you, you, you walked in and, and Rick goes, oh, we got 70s, Renee. I like got 70s, Got the little bell Renee. bottoms. And, uh, I even have my wooden wedges. I am all 70s. I love it. You look beautiful. Thank as you. Always. Thank you didn't you, do your you. hair, but I noticed. Well, you know what? I haven't even unpacked. I was like looking for my jewelry. It was still in the suitcase. Well, um, yes, we, we as a family, we spring breaked it up. Yes. We yes. went to uh, Marco Island. But I, I want to start off by like, you know, talking about, did you go on spring break? Was it a thing? No, you know what? Someone else was talking about this. They were like, spring break was just a break. Like you just took a break. chilled. And maybe you like went to Fiesta, Texas. You kind of did like a little I, we, close by trip. Maybe y'all did that. I, I don't remember doing anything on spring yeah. break. Not back in the day. I mean. Well, because parents work. Yeah. I mean, it, it, all I, we would just play football in the, in the lot next to my house. Um, I don't even think, I don't even think the pool was open. Well, because in Texas, it's still such weird weather when we have spring break in March. Like, you don't know if you're going to have hot or cold weather. You don't know what you're going to get for spring break. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> as I got older in high school, you know, we'd all try to go to the beach. Yeah. And then inevitably. Even if you were cold, you were like yeah, shaking it didn't matter. in your swimsuit. And then, yeah. of course, inevitably we'd get in a fight or, you know, something like, you know. That was not my spring break experience. Yeah, no. we'd, we'd all get in fights. But <laughs> I, I just, it, it's just crazy to me. That, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's, it's, it's me being out of touch, but most of the people we know are like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to go skiing. A lot of people go skiing yeah. for spring break or we're going to do that. And I'm like, when did that turn into a thing? Well, I don't know. I guess you and you travel for a living, so I don't think you see it that way. But for other people, it's like the kids are out. You can actually do something and take them out of school. Cause once spring break happens, I mean, we have Easter off, but we don't even get a lot of time off for Easter. And then it's the end of the year. Like you're powering through till the end of the well, school. And then year. we have, you know, we have friends that are like, Steve, you should come skiing with us. I'm like, dude, I missed that boat. I, I, I never skied. I've never skied. I, I no. don't, I don't think I'm at the age to go out and, uh, <laughs> please and, don't break something. You know, no, uh, pizza, pizza. I, I'm not, you know, <laughs> what is the pizza? The way you, the way your you hold your skates in? or whatever oh. you, our skates or skis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, people don't even ski anymore. Do they? They snowboard. I mean, I think I'd be a great hot tubber. Yes. I think I'd be a you great would hot, be a tubber, good hot tubber, a great whiskey drinker. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, I think that I would go crazy at a ski resort unless it had a casino. I would say that's probably true. Yes. Are there any ski resorts that are also casinos? That's I'm sure there are. Like in New Mexico? Be. I mean, I don't know. If, I know in New Mexico. What is the Inn of the Gods? Do they ski? Isn't the Inn of the Gods a casino? But it's, not, it's a casino, but it's not a, it's not a ski resort. No. But I, I don't, I honestly, like I'm trying, the things that have changed so much from me being a kid to now uh-huh. is we did, I, don't, I didn't have bed, bedtime routine. I don't, I actually, I have such an awful memory. I don't know if I had a bedtime routine either. I'm sure you did when you were in. No, I, look, I think my parents were like, take a shower, go in your room. And I do remember them going, don't come out here. Yeah. But what, before you could bathe yourself. Well, that's hard to remember. That's what I'm saying. So I'm sure when you, but were my little, lack of reading of skills tells me that nobody read to me. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's because you're and dyslexic. I'm not saying that my Even parents, if someone read to you, if you're dyslexic, no, but you're I'm dyslexic. not saying my parents are bad parents. We, I have, I have beautiful parents and great parents, and but I, we, there was no 
bedtime routine. And yeah. and now it's like, oh my god, dude! Oh, our kids! If get, they would just go to damn sleep, holy hell, it's a it takes so long. Hour, yeah. And then we split teams. You go to you go to Delilah, uh-huh. and then Delilah's bedtime routine is take a shower, play in the bath, yes. Then get out of the bath, mm-hmm. dry her off, yes. Pajamas, uh-huh. then five fucking books, <laughs> and then rocker, and then now, <laughs> now pat my butt, pat my butt. Oh no, that's after if, we've listened to Hey There Delilah and we oh yeah, she say, has to hear Hey There Delilah first. She says know, that's my song. There has to be And then there's uh, Alison Krauss when you say nothing at all. She says, <laughs> the way she says Alison Krauss's last name is so funny. Alison Krauss. And Allison then there Krauss. has to be uh white noise. Yes. I mean I don't remember any of that shit growing up. For me it was I, I remember my parents going, Go to your room, go to bed, and don't come out. Yeah. And yeah. that was it. I don't remember getting head rubs. Garrett needs head rubs. Oh my gosh, yes. Get, Garrett needs prayers. Garrett needs, a I mean, book. it's yeah. a book. Read me a book. Let's do our prayers. Let's have a head rub. Let's talk. Stay here till like, I fall asleep. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like, holy shit, dude. Come back and check on me. <laughs> I don't remember. Lori, do you remember having a bedtime routine when you were a kid? My mom read to me, but I don't remember that being bedtime. She would just read to yeah, you sometimes. Yeah, that was it, right? And then spring break. Now, it, I remember spring break just either being, "Hey, we're gonna drop you off at grandma's this week." Yeah. But the cool part is when you have cousins that share the same grandma. Everyone else is all the, yeah. Parents are all dropping the, them off at all the cousins too. are getting dropped off That's at grandma's fun. house. You know, That's and fun. and we all get to hang out and and go and and try to find um, playboys in the woods. What you know. Oh yeah. How do you find Playboys? Why are Playboys in the woods? I have no idea. There you was, just said there that was, like it was completely normal. Was, I'm not following any. For whatever of it. reason, there was always like porn magazines in the that, woods that you would find like in the woods. Are these like, woods by your house? Yes, by the house. Like you'd go out to the woods. And There's random like, men with Playboys in the woods. That's creepy. It, baby, Steve. it was old school love. It was. This was I don't how know if it that's was. Old school. That's just fucking but creepy. We would go try to find Playboys. We would. And I know this is gonna make me sound really old. Aren't but, you scared of who you might find in the woods with the Playboys? Like you're just like blowing right hey, through this, hoping like, to get molested. Normal. Hoping. Yeah. Hey, no. I'm here. Um, but we would also because you know my grandma. She lived so close to Dairy Queen, and they had video games at Dairy Queen. And then we always wanted a dip cone. Uh-huh. So what we would do is we'd run around, we'd get in the ditches, right? The big ditches there in Portland. Say, okay, now the story is getting more normal with Dairy Queen and then you go into a you, ditch. You know those huge ditches in Portland? <laughs> yes, I know. Right by my, we'd go in the ditches and, we, and because when it rained, all the bottles and cans would get washed up through the thing and they get caught up like on branches. Okay. So then we would go, me and Tim, we would go collect all the bottles we could and then there was a bottle trade-in station yes. by Feudos. So we'd run to Feudos, turn in our bottles, make our dollar twenty-five. I was gonna each. say, how much did you even make? We'd make like a dollar twenty-five each. Okay. And then we would take that dollar twenty-five each, and you could buy a dip cone, and then you'd have like fifty cents left over for Galaga. The claw machine. For Galaga, the, the video game. Uh. <laughs> and that that was our spring break, was like hunting for Playboys. Going into the ditches to get bottles to sell. Yeah. Because you would get like 10 cents a bottle. And then you would get <clears throat> the cans. They would crush them. Uh-huh. And then they'd do it by weight. Right? So, you know, having a, um alcoholic grandfather in the back. Uh-huh. Right? We would take, 
he would have all these beer cans everywhere. We'd take his beer cans and turn them in and we'd make like a dollar 25 a day. And that was our, that, and I, I know I sound old, but I, I always say that, that Gregory Portland, because it was such a small town when it was the early or late eighties, early nineties, uh-huh. it was really like the seventies and eighties. Cause it was like time warp, uh, time warp. Like, but that was my spring break. I don't, I don't remember ever my parents going, we're going on a trip. Yeah. Ever. You? I don't remember. I mean, I know we, we always took a vacation. My parents like always planned. We all had money. But that was a yeah. summer. I think it was like, that was summer oh, vacation. I, I would get so mad. I'm like, hey, you want to see the Grand Canyon? My dad already took me. I already saw the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I'm like, well, do you want to go here? My dad already took me there. I already went with my parents. Like, <laughs> No, one year, one summer, we went on this awesome week caravan with another family. We had like little walk. They had a walkie-talkie in their car. We had a walkie-talkie in ours. And we drove all the what way the from fuck is this storybook South Texas shit? Like, to San Francisco. And we stopped along the way. It was actually really cool. What are the Griswolds? Like, yeah, Jesus it was. Christ. It was like, that's out Griswold of a fucking style. movie. Yeah, it was great. I didn't have any of that shit. <laughs> like, we, we, were, we were like... Um, um, now in hindsight, like, I don't remember my parents. We got, I got really sick on that trip. I think I had like MSG in Chinatown that made me horribly sick. And you went to Chinatown? And I don't, yeah, because we went to San Francisco. Oh, I don't, sorry about your saw, life. Like, the Bay Bridge, but I don't no, ever I remember have, my okay. parents fighting. Dude, I, I, like, I, re- I just think traveling with kids going all that way. Like, I don't ever remember them fighting on the trip. You and I would have wanted to kill each other by the end of it. Well, we, we want to kill each other every few hours. So, you know, <laughs> no, but, but it, it's the same thing with Vegas. I, I had never even gone to Vegas until my twenties. Yeah. And then I'm talking to you and you're like, oh yeah, we went to, my parents took us to circus circus and we played at circus. I'm like, oh my God. Like I didn't get to do any of that shit yeah. when I was a kid. You know, I remember. Dr. No, they wanted to take us places. They wanted us to see things like I remember, that, like that was important. Dr. Pena, my cousin he would do like badass shit. Yeah. And then I would just listen to stories of his badass shit. Yeah. Like, like, like he went to Universal Studios and then I'm like, dude, tell me about Universal Studios, right? Like he's telling me all this, this stuff. And then he went to Circus Circus. He's like, oh my God, it's like a circus. There's trapeze. Band. I'm just like trying to picture, this is before the internet, yeah. right? So I'm just trying to picture like, oh my gosh, like I never got to do anything like that. Yeah. You know, 4th of July, we would go to Garner State Park and camp, but like straight up camp. Not like rent a cabin, not glamping. Sleep in a tent. Like set up your tent. Use the community shower. Use the community shower, shitter. Like straight up camping. Like slept on the ground in a sleeping yes. bag tent? It wasn't until like high school probably, we would still do Garner State Park, but our, our Frio but then at this point, we would kind of rent a small house. Yeah. And then we would get to do that. But when we were kids, it was like straight up $20 a day for your camp spot. And your parents yeah. would sleep in a tent? Yeah. I feel like it's one thing for the kids to sleep in a tent, but the parents would sleep in a well, tent. Well, and then, and then it went from tent to, I guess we had a little bit more money. And then they'd get the shelter. Then there was a shelter. Uh-huh. Right? There was like a, a built-in cover. Yeah. You know. And then from there, then, oh, we're renting cabins now. You know, we'll get the cabins. But, you know, that was... That was it for me, but, you know, and you think about that, and then I also know that part of the reason I am so excited to do things, and I'm so appreciative of those things, because I didn't have them. Yeah. Right? So then you wonder, like, like my joke, 
okay, well, how do you, how do you, how do I get Garrett? And, and I think we're very lucky. I mean, Garrett is, is very appreciative and, and Garrett always verbalizes his appreciation. I think you know, that Garrett I mean, always says, thank you. We have yeah. lots of conversations about, I hope you realize how lucky you are. We have lots of those conversations. And, and I think he does. And, and I think that, you know, when we, you know, it was really cool because um, we went to go see Jose Trevino on Sunday in Tampa uh, and Garrett ended up on the field watching batting practice and, and shaking all the players' hands and getting autographs and, and just really cool. But, but the inner child in me came out, uh-huh. right? Um, but Garrett was really sweet and he goes, Dad, I, I know I'm lucky and I know this is cool. This and is he, not normal. And he goes, there was no other kids on the field, Dad, but me and, and, and um, um, Gordon. Gordon. You know, we took some friends of ours with us and, and their son, who's six, literally a year younger than Garrett. And it was just Garrett and Gordon were the only kids on that field. And, and Garrett goes, I, I just feel so lucky, Dad. And that, that made me feel good that at least, at least he's observant enough to look around and realize that he is lucky. But... For me, like the inner child in me yeah. was like, oh my gosh, like I get to be on the field at a baseball game with the Yankees and the Orioles. Like this is yeah, awesome. You know, yeah. this is like... It's just hard because yes, it's like, well, as a mom, you, yes, he's appreciative and yes, he's sweet about it. And I see that, but you want him to experience that, that excited feeling that you have. I want him to have that too. And... And how do you how do you do that for your child? Uh, but I also think that that there's something to be said about Texas, about the South, about um, the way that we live. You know the the you know we demand most of Texas and most of the South demands the yes sir and no sir the yes ma'am and no ma'am oh i don't know i think i think it depends uh i mean for the most part where we grew up you know um and then we also we demand the hey you respect your elders you know you listen to your elders yeah you know you have respect for older people you know if if garrett interrupts me while i'm talking to a grown-up i look at him and go we don't yeah we don't interrupt grown-ups right so you know when you look at you know, I always think of the Chesters, you know, and, and Michael and Audra have two amazing boys. And, you know, I would look at them and go, man, these kids are spoiled. You know, uh, Michael and Audra do very, very well for themselves. And, and you know, they hunt on the biggest ranch in South Texas. And, and they always had nice cars and, and these kids. But, but I'm so happy that those two boys are outstanding young men. Yeah. And very appreciative and very respectful because... You know, you would see Michael and Audra demand it, you know, and we demand that from our son. We demand that he respects. We demand that he opens the door for people. We demand that he gets off his seat to give it to a, a woman or an older person. Yeah. You know? And and you have to get You those, just try and parent uh, and hope it works out. <laughs> no, if I, no, a thousand percent, right? Um, but I also think about like, like the men I hung out with, uh-huh. right? All the men I hung out with, we're very simple men. You talk about you know, when you say the men you hung out with, do you mean like the men you saw your dad hanging out with? Yeah, my dad, my, my dad, yeah. my uncles, um, you know, the as older, a kid. as a kid, yeah. you know, 
being simple, they took pride in. Not spending money, they took pride in, right? Driving that truck until the wheels fell off, they took pride in. Doing things themselves. Doing things themselves, they took pride in, right? There was no, nobody dressed fancy, the men I hung out with. Yeah. None of them, none of them had fancy vehicles. Even if they had money, my dad has friends that have a lot of money. Yeah. And even the, the, the dad, the other kids I grew up with, even their dads had stupid money, you know, uh, are in trust funds and own land and, and they drove the same truck my dad drove, you know, and they wore the same clothes my dad wore. And yeah. I, I just think there's something to the small town environment, the country environment that leads to you know, more of a, a, a respectful situation, you know, because there was times when I was in Marco and they, everybody was vacationing there and yeah. it was nuts. And, oh, it was nuts. And, and the, the, enti- the, the entitlement that I felt from other people yeah. was, was becoming annoying to me. The, the lack of respect for other people was becoming annoying to me. Yeah. You know, we stayed at the, the swanky. I was going to say in our fancy hotel. Yeah. yeah we stayed at the, was a lot of, yeah. the fancy swanky hotel and, and these teenagers, teenagers, boys walking in a huge group and I'm walking on the side of them and they're not moving. I'm having to walk around them. Yeah. You know, and I would never allow Garrett to not be aware of a grown up walking and go, Hey dude, move out of the way. Yeah. And these boys were just, you know, with their chests out and this, this sense oh, of entitlement. Teenagers are scary. You know. I don't know but what even our children the, are going to be like as teenagers. But on even their the own. parents, like even the parents, the sense of entitlement, the way that they would walk around, the way that. Or waiting that, in line for the restaurant or even in line at the buffet. Yes, I was. It, I was it was very, very entitled. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I would say that, yeah, those people have money and lots of it. But I grew up with people with lots of money and they never acted that way. And I don't know where that, what that line is Yeah. of, you know, and to me it's where you're raised and the people you're raised around. Your community. You know, your community, yeah. you know. Um, and anyway, I, I just, it, it was, it was really special for me to be able to take my family back to a place that me and you went for a very special, it was actually right when we got married. It was no, the first time we went, we were not married yet. We were yes. engaged. We, that's right. We were, we were in, were we even engaged yet? The I first think we time were engaged. we went? Yes. <clears throat> and that's yeah. when we met Rich and Kathy, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm making zero money. Yeah. I'm trying to make it on my own, on our own. And you know, we did not, we could not afford to take time off, much less a vacation. And I told Renee, I said, man, I said, Captain Brian at, at Off the Hook Comedy Club, because Off the Hook Comedy Club used to be on, on Mark Island. Yeah. I would say, I go, oh my God, he gives us this great condo. You got to come. We'd eat at the, yeah. we'd eat every meal at the <laughs> at restaurant. The, <laughs> that would be our big meal for yeah. the day. Um, we'd eat the seafood there. And, and you know, I, the shows had 50, 60, 80 people in them. You know, and a lot of the people were there just to go to a show. They weren't there. Right. Because it's me. Marco Island and yeah, there's not a lot of just, choices. There's nothing to do, yeah. right? Uh, that's exactly why Rich and Kathy were there. Every every Friday they would go and get their little table and uh-huh. watch a show, right? And it just so happened to be me. But, you know, 
driving around that that island in our Yaris rental car that was, you know, way overpriced and I couldn't afford even that. Yeah. Trying to figure it out, not having money, you know, oh, that looks fun, scooters. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> you know, oh, they do jet ski uh, tours. Yeah, yeah, we can't do that either. Let's right? walk on the beach. That's uh, yeah, let's walk on the beach. Let's, let's eat and drink at the club, you know. Um, to be able to go back and, and, and even dr- like driving by that Marriott, I can't tell you how many times I drove by that Marriott and went, wow, like, holy crap. I wonder what it must be like to, to stay there. Yeah. So to be able to come back all these years later and, and bring my entire family and enjoy the pool and the food and just really, yeah. it, it really meant a lot to me. And, and it was really really something special for me um, to have that moment because, you know, like I said, I mean, we were there, no money. You know, not only that, not only that, me figuring out, oh shit, I got to pay rent at the end of this month. And I just spent, you know, uh, what people don't understand is you're living in LA. Yeah. We're in a tiny one bedroom, tiny I forget how many square feet it was, like 600? 600, yeah, somewhere around 600. 600 square feet. There's like, there's a required minimum, I think. Uh, I don't, or there used to be anyway, like in order for it to qualify as an apartment. And it was just what right above that minimum. It was like 600 square feet, but it was $1,800 a month. I was making $1,500 a week, which sounds like a lot. But remember, I got a 300 for agent and manager. Now I'm at 1,200, right? Mm-hmm. Then... Then they would only give me a certain amount for travel. I usually had to go over that. Then Renee's ticket to get... And we could, by the way, we couldn't even fly into Fort Myer. Yeah, we'd fly We Miami? flew into Fort Lauderdale, Yeah, rented a car there, drove because we just couldn't afford. So then Renee's ticket's another $300. Now I'm at $900. Now I have to feed us and we have to have, you know, we have to, uh, to have drinks. And then before you know it, we have to have drinks. Yeah, I mean, but well, I mean, we would eat, we, we drank and ate for free at the club. So we're like, we're going to the, you know, we'll, yeah. eat, we'll eat dinner before the show, you know, whatever. But anything extra, I mean, it was cut into our budget. Yeah. You know, and, and by the time, by the time I would leave a normal week, I would come home with maybe seven, 800 bucks. You know, when you look at $800 times four, well, you're staying, you're staying there three or four days. You got to do a little something for breakfast or lunch, you know? So, you know, I, I worked in those days, seven days a week, because I had to pick up those extra $15 a set, $50 a set, yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm running out to go get a $50 set, $100, you know, whatever I could do, because, you know, you're looking at 1800 bucks a month just for rent, then electricity, and then cell phones. Oh, and, and then, then if you got a parking ticket? A parking ticket and then car, you know. <laughs> so when we were going to Marco back then, it was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. we got to figure this out, right? Um, so to go back, it was just, it was it was a really, really special. And, and to join our friends that we met there, gosh, I was going to say, I wonder if, if other people like were here talking about Marco Island, they're like, oh, we need to visit if they would love it as much as we do or if we love it so much just because we have so much history there. And Well, I think for me, the, the, the history there is just, it, like I said, it's just really special to take you there with no money, with nothing. Yeah. 
to go back and stay at the Marriott that I used to go, oh man, I wonder if I get, if I ever get to stay there, you know, yeah. and, and to bring my kids and then for my kids to walk around there. Like having, it's totally normal. Having no fucking clue. Right? Yeah. Um, it was just a beautiful weekend and, and I'm glad that I was able to do that um, for us. And we had a, we had a blast. I mean, yeah. we just had a, a good time, took Garrett fishing, took him to the Yankees game, hung out by the pool, swam a lot. Yeah. You know, Delilah, Delilah talks to freaking everybody. Hi, hi. Oh my gosh, I didn't tell you because you weren't with us. We were walking, the kids and I were walking back. You must have been at work or something. And there's a, a family and the little girl is wearing this mermaid dress. And like across the hall, Delilah goes, I need that. And the other little girl's mom just started laughing. She goes, it's a mermaid dress. Delilah was all about it. Yeah, but across the hall, I need that. I was like, whoa, little lady. Rick, Rick you, you would, I mean... I, I think you've made it. Are there moments like that for you where you go back somewhere or you do something? Yes. And in fact, I know it's going to, you hate when I say stuff like this, but like being backstage at your show is, I, I always go, Oh, this is cool. This is where my life's taking me. It, it's, it's such a cool atmosphere and stuff. So those kind of moments, even, yeah, I, there, there's so many times, just like when you're, driving back from a set or something and you had such a great day you're like oh my gosh like who gets to do this kind of stuff yeah no it, it, it's definitely it's also one of those things too and, and i don't know if you feel the same way but you know like for me being on the field at the yankees game where you find your inner child right yeah i um i did a one of the first jobs i did with my old boss was being on the floor at the miami heat game and, you know, I grew up watching Tim Hardaway and that kind of stuff. And just being there, you're like this. I, I, I made I was making like probably one hundred dollars a day at that point. And I was like, I made it. I did it. This is it. I'm here. I made it. And then and then you're like, wait a minute. I can't afford anything down here. Like, I, exactly. <laughs> I remember, you know, recently um, with uh, uh, I had taken a comedian on the road and and um we were going to meet Dave at Nick and Sam's, which is the, the stupid steakhouse. In, I was going to say, I don't know Dallas, what Nick and right? Sam's is. And we were going to meet Dave, you know, uh, at there uh-huh. and we get there and I, you know, I take this comedian with me He's an opening act and, and we sit down and, and I mean, you can, I mean, it's so cool to see his face was like, like he's looking around like, Oh shit. Like this uh-huh. is, this is really nice. Right. Uh-huh. And then we sit down and it was the funniest shit, dude. He looks at the menu and his eyes just got huge. And he put the menu back down and just looked at me. <laughs> and I go, hey, it's on me. I, he's like, he goes, thank God, dude. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can't even afford an appetizer, right? But but it also made me feel uh, like when I was in those situations. I was going to say, you for sure been in yeah. that situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been in that situation a million times where I'm like, I, I, I hope... Uh, somebody's gonna pay for this yeah because why I can't. did you invite me here yeah i, I can't afford yeah. this shit you know but it, it, it is really cool too to go I, and i always had it in my head that i'm like oh one of these days i'm gonna be able to pay for this yeah one of these days i'm gonna do this and i think that seeing it mm-hmm. and living it i used man i used to think i used to i used to think that that rich kids i'll be like fuck this rich kid you know, he's got all the money in the world to do whatever he wants. Of course, he's going to succeed. Yeah. That's why he's successful because he has money. I don't, I, it, don't get me wrong. I think money helps. 
it is to me it's it's the accessibility and seeing things and going this is normal and i'm gonna make it normal yeah this is what my <laughs> life's supposed to be to me i think that is the advantage sure not necessarily the fact that that as my son grows up i can go hey here's money but the fact that my son knows how to eat a steak knows how to be at a steakhouse right that no, that that just that just lives that life and has has been on a plane and has been here and has been well, there we and, we talk about even you know yeah. the fact that you're not a musician but garrett very well knows that people can make a living as a musician and you can play the drums and make a living or you can be a singer or um, you can write a, you can be a book, write, an author, you know, you can write books and, and make a living that way. And it all makes it seem very possible. Well, yeah. When you know people, right. And I, and I think probably, and I'm speaking for Rick, but, mm -hmm. but you know, nobody in his family was doing what the fuck Rick was doing. Yeah. You know, wh when was the first time that you saw somebody, Rick, making a living creating? When I saw someone doing that? Yeah. Like physically knew them, saw them, talked to them. Oh, like midway through college. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 to your point, like I didn't know you could actually go and do this. But it was so foreign to me. It, and, 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 and it moves so much quicker. Not only do you know it's possible, but also the process happens so much quicker because you're like, oh, you can do it this way or you can do it this way. Some people do it this way. Like... Well, and I always talk about that too, like, and I think Rick, again, speaking for Rick, because me and you are very similar, but, you know, learning how to start a business and learning how to manage a business, taxes, all those things, like, it took me a very long time, us a long time, to figure all that out. Well, yeah. Garrett hears it, sees it, understands it. questions about yep. it, like, yeah. And, and, I mean, do you think that your kids are, Rick, because they see what you do and how you do it, right? That's the education. It's not about the money. It's the, hey, dad works, does this and is creative and um, owns a business and his business is, has employees. I mean, all that yeah. shit to me is the advantage that, that these kids get to see daily. Yeah. And the way, like Garrett's business mind is unbelievable. Well, we're, he hears no. us talking about it all the time at home. So it's like, it, bring your kid to work day a lot in our family, right. you know? Well, the other day, Garrett goes, it made me laugh so hard. He goes, ah, these house interest rates are high, Dad. <laughs> we can't buy a house now. And I go, yeah, but I go, right now is not a good time. And he was like, yeah. But so he must have overheard us. A conversation. Talking yes, I'm about, sure. You know, but to I'm hear sure. a, a seven-year-old go, yeah, you know, the interest rates are bad. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, you're seven, dude. You know? So, I mean, to me, you know, that, you know, and there's like, and I don't want to name any names. And, and I know um, Rick's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. There was a guy that came to the comedy store mm -hmm. and his dad was a huge, is a huge TV producer. Mm -hmm. huge and I'm not going to name any names but because I don't hate him huge huge TV producer because <laughs> I don't hate him well no but when he got <laughs> when he got there when he got there I fucking hated him and I'm like fuck this guy yeah like his dad's the biggest comedy producer in town uh -huh. right and then you're going to show up at the comedy store and and by the way that held so much weight like immediately all the comedians were nice to him because 
His dad is the biggest comedy producer. Yeah. Can we be friends? Yes. So Will your dad give me a job? Right. So yeah. immediately they're being nice to him. Immediately they're letting him on stage. Sure. Immediately, right? And I'm watching this guy going, fuck this guy, right? But it made me, it, he, he advanced. We both got, at the, got to the comedy store about the same time. We advanced very quickly. He advanced very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, within <clears throat> months, he's best friends with everybody, right? And I'm like, fucking man, fuck this guy, right? But at the end of the day, he still has to manage his business. Yeah. Right? So to me, the advantage was, yes, of course, his dad is a huge Hollywood TV producer, mm -hmm. but I didn't even know how to talk to a manager. I had managers. I didn't know how to talk to them. Or how to utilize that or relationship. Or how to utilize that yeah. relationship. I had agents. I didn't know how to manage those, those relationships. Yeah. You know, he did because he saw his dad who had a manager. He saw his dad who had agents and he was able to manage his relationships and take advantage of those things mm -hmm. that it took me several managers later to understand what to do and how to do it. Yeah. Right. So yes, he had somewhat of an advantage that his, his dad was a TV producer, yeah. but to me, his bigger advantage was the fact that he knew how Hollywood worked how the system worked, how to talk to a manager, how to talk to an agent, what and, a publicist does. I didn't know any of that shit. There's also an expectation on that kid too. There's a certain expectation that you have to live up to as well. And, and you know, he, he has become very successful. He still is very successful. And I will always say this <clears throat> about him, if anybody figures it out, he's a very talented guy. He's very talented. Yeah. You know, uh, is he a great comedian? Eh, he's funny. I don't think he's a great comedian, but he's very talented and he's very funny, right? So as I got older in this business, you know, the hate for him went away because it was like, well, I can't, I can't be mad at him because he knew things I didn't know. Right. Right. No, I mean, you asked me. Well, that anger doesn't serve you anyway. Oh, anger doesn't serve anybody. But, well, I mean, uh, you know, going back to Rick, wouldn't you think, Rick, that that is the bigger advantage is, is understanding Hollywood and managers and agents? Kind of. Uh, I think that there's a naivety that goes along with it that um, where once you're kind of there, if you don't know, then you don't know what you don't know and you kind of just break the rules a little bit. But let me say this, going back to what you're saying about the kids, it's a different time for, for me because I had one of my kids play a role in a, um, in a ghost show for the travel channel. I remember. And yeah. And, and then so on the way back, they're like, Oh, this was so amazing. When's it going to be on YouTube? And I'm like, YouTube, I've worked my whole career to get stuff on TV and you're talking about YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like my nie my nieces, they weren't excited about me until I got a blue check mark on TikTok. It's a different world. Totally different world. But, but you know, I, 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 again, you know, going back to, and there's so much nepotism in Hollywood. Like, but it you is understand why. But you like, get now it. That, yeah. Now that we're parents, you understand why. Well, and, and, it's, and it's hard to bitch because it's like, well, that's your business, right? So in Corpus Christi, where we grew up in Gregory Portland, yeah. the refinery business is the business. Yeah. Well, 90% of the time, dad works there and then dad gets son in there. Yeah. Right? So there is some nepotism in your own business. Yeah. Right? And, and, and almost <clears throat> any business, right? Like, yeah. you know, if, if my son 
can go and make a living singing and I can help him do that, man, I'd love to help him do that. Yeah. You know, but I also think that, that Garrett is talented. Garrett is, um, and, 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 it, and it, the, I mean, he's been walking on stage since he was two. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's unbelievable to me. So to him, it's normal. Yeah. Right? Because it's funny because you say, I think he might be a baseball player. And I'm like, mm, no, I think he might play a baseball player in a movie. <laughs> he's very, very talented, you know, and, and I would never let him be a child actor yeah. because um, it does not end well for child actors. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to make sure that that we raise him up in a way um, that when something like that happens to you, he's able to handle it able to deal with it because I mean at even at my level as you make fun of me all the time you know I go to the I go to a theater or a club and it's Mr. Trevino what do you want and Mr. Trevino will take care of you and Mr. Trevino yeah. you know uh what can I get you and Mr. Trevino um you know I I I'll, sometimes I fuck up and I go ah man I would really love this and then all of a sudden oh we'll, we'll, we'll send somebody to the store right now you want that? We'll, we'll go get it right now, Mr. Trevino. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, like, I didn't say it. Oh, no, 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 sir. No, sir. We're going to go get it for you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now I feel like a dick that I said that. But it, I, I'm an adult who has been raised. Uh-huh. I can handle it. Yeah. And I understand that, that they're trying to accommodate me because I've earned it. Uh-huh. If you're a child and everybody around you treats you that way and everybody around you is 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 giving you anything and everything you want. It's a tough deal, man. And there's yeah. very few child actors that have, that have come out of it. Um, well, I, I would love to know that if somebody can send me, I'm trying to think. Oh, no, um, I, I was reading something. Lindsay Lohan has been living in Dubai the last eight years, just cause she like needed to get away. Look what at poor else? Britney Spears. Poor Amanda, B- well, Amanda Bynes, like same thing, I think was just Britney Spears. And, and I hope that I'm not, uh, like hurt anybody's feelings, but she's out of her mind. The poor girl, like you see her and you go, Oh my God. And then you see that. What was that documentary we watched about her? Yeah. And about was, her conservatorship. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my God, dude, she's nonstop being berated with paparazzi with her and the meat. I mean, dude, the poor girl has gone fucking bananas. Yeah. The only ones I can think of, and, and, and I don't know, I mean, Kirk Cameron, but he's gone like crazy religious. Oh, has he? I guess I didn't yeah. realize that. I, Candace just, Cameron. Just I, on my brain, um, the, the Asian guy that is in the everything, anything, oh, all yeah. at once. Because he was, he was at the SAG Awards <laughs> and I think the Golden Globes. He's been on the award circuit this and year. He was in the Goonies. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I'm so happy. But uh, again, he was a kid star. Hollywood forgot about him. Yeah. Right. And then boom, he came back. And he, he seemed very humble and yeah. very um, appreciative. And I, and I always say that, like, comedians that don't struggle are a pain in the ass. Yeah. Comedians that make it right away, and they, they're, they're usually divas, and they're dicks, and they treat people well, like it's shit. Like, it's, it's such a delicate balance because it most certainly takes a certain amount of ego to be the front man in a band or to be a comedian and go on stage and own the stage that way. You, you, it's like a, it's a job requirement. You, well, have, you have to, to have think a certain you're great. amount of ego. That's the problem. You have to think you're great. And then all of a sudden 
you're everybody goes, you are great. I knew it. I'm fucking great. Right. Uh, unless you have a career like mine where I go, I'm great. And then I get kicked in the dirt for the next 20 fucking years of figure it out. You know, there's a, there's a, a great clip and I don't know if you heard it, Rick. Um, uh, Joe Rogan put out a, a little video of, um, of his new comedy club. And behind that video is Bill Burr talking. And Say what? Bill Burr is, is talking behind the video. Okay. And what's I, the video of? It is, it is of, it is going through the mothership comedy club that Joe Rogan just opened, okay. but behind it, it's <clears throat> Bill Burr talking uh-huh. And oh my gosh, it, it, it really touched me because Bill went through a lot of the same things I did. And, and at, at one point in his conversation, he goes, I was sleeping on a futon at 36 years old and I could not be any happier because I got to tell jokes. And it, it just, you, you got to hear it. And, and you know what? Let me go ahead and pull it up. Because, I was going to say, what else does he say? Because, um, where was it? Um, let me find it. You'll, you'll hear. I'm going to play it for you. Talk. Oh, no. I was just, Rick, why did you pull up Drew Barrymore? Because we were talking about child actors. Yeah, child actors who are not, uh, who haven't gone off the deep end. Like people like Emma Watson, uh, Natalie Portman. Can you really Google, like, <laughs> kids that have not gone off the deep end? <laughs> Winona Ryder, well, no, but Drew Barrymore and Winona Ryder both kind of went off the deep end for a little bit. Like, wasn't Winona Ryder like a kleptomaniac or something for a while? Oh, yeah, she got busted like stealing shit or something. Right? Am I just making this up? And then Drew Barrymore like had very public addiction problems. But she seems to, she seems to be very like Now sweet. she's sober. She her, seems very her sweet. Her daytime television and, show is awesome. She seems very sweet and thoughtful and, and, you know, but all right, here, listen to this, guys. You ready? Let's start over. Here we go. You don't. It always leads to something better. Always. All right? Starving artist. I slept on a futon until I was 36. I don't fucking regret any of it. I was dating this woman, and I said I had a spot I had to go do, and it paid $8 at the comic strip during the week. Tuesday night, I went down there, and I came back. I tried on a new bit, and I was doing a... And afterwards, I was at home in my apartment... And I was doing this silly dance in the kitchen because I had a new bit and I was psyched because I had gone through this period where I wasn't coming up with any new material. And she was laughing and then she got a sad look on her face and I said, what's the matter? And she said, I wish I had a job where I only got paid $8 yet I came home and I did a silly dance in the kitchen. The responsible thing to do is to listen to your heart. It wasn't hard to work at the shitty job because I was always thinking about the exciting job I was going to do afterwards. And every night that I just went up on stage and if it just went moderately okay, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe... I have to be honest with you, like... I, I, I couldn't fucking believe that I was actually doing it. That I was actually... I had a dream and I was making it happen. And I still remember the first time I really went on stage and I actually got in the zone for what was considered a zone at the level comic I was and I only was in the zone for about eight seconds um, I was at Nick's Comedy Stop in Framingham on Route 9, it doesn't even exist anymore and um, 
I just got on this roll of laughter that I was actually able to pause and fucking be in the moment and enjoy it rather than be like, oh my God, what's my next joke? What's my next joke? And um, that fucking feeling can carry you through a fucking shitty job for a week. Freddie Stone, excitable boy. That's what he went by. I did a room for him and he gave me $5 gas money. I probably spent 10 to get there and I couldn't fucking believe it. And I was like, I did that and they gave me this. I couldn't fucking believe it. At what point, just listen to the sound of my voice as I'm talking about this. Have you ever had that level of excitement doing any other fucking job? That's what it's like when you're, you, you go after uh, a dream job. So nothing, nothing is worse than not going after it. And it, um, man, it, you know. I was going to say, did that make you cry when you listen to it the first time? It, 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 it really touches me. And, yeah, and I I feel like that every day. Yeah, every single day, <clears throat> you know. And and when I walk on that stage, I just can't believe it's my life. Yeah. I, I honestly, to this day, I walk on stage and go, "This is my life." People people come to to hear me do my dream. That is kind of crazy, you know. And you know, Timmy's been with me for. 25 years and he knew me when I was an opening act and even Timmy will grab me and go look outside dude look at that yeah he's like holy shit and then we laugh because we're like I did it for free I did it for free I did it for nothing like Bill says when somebody would hand me $15 to go do jokes I was like oh my yes thank you yeah and then 50 and then and it's like What's happening right now, you know, and, and big moments this, this last year, walking on the majestic stage in, in Dallas and, and looking around, just going, why are you people here? Yeah. There's, there's, I mean. Oh, especially cause that's where you started. The door and, and, guy at the Edison and, improv. And I take it so serious. I do. I, I, I go, man, I am these people's entertainment. So yeah. I better entertain. I better bring the very best show that I can bring because I don't want this to ever end. Yeah. I don't want it to ever stop. So I want to let everybody in that audience know that I came out here. I did the very best show I could for you guys. Yeah. I love you all. I thank you for working so damn hard so that you can then turn around and let me entertain you. Yeah. You could go to the movies you can go to dinner, you can go <clears throat> watch a band, but you chose me. So I will take it serious and I will give you the very best show I can give. So what a beautiful thing that, that Bill said there because I feel exactly like Bill. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it's funny because he says, and I didn't regret it. I don't regret what me and you went through. I loved it. Yeah. And looking back, we struggled together. We were always together. We were always happy. We never went without. We always had lights on. We always had a roof over our head. We always had a car. And we it was had always a, fun. We had a lot of fucking fun doing it. Yep. You know, and we took advantage of, of every cool place that I got booked. And, and you know, oh, Steve, we want to book you on a cruise. Yeah, but my, my girl has to come. Yeah. You know, so it, it's just a, a, a beautiful thing. And, and we love you guys so very much. Um, thank you for continuing to, to let us live our dream. 
Um, Aztec Chevrolet, as always, we love them to death. They're amazing to us. Give them a chance. Our friends at Aztec Chevrolet pick cherries. I can't wait to see Stu this weekend. We're in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, pick cherries. Please, please download the app. Please, you will be helping out me and my wife. Please download Pick Cherries. And of course, my coffee this morning, Old Salt Coffee. Love you guys. Thank you. Till next time.